inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining this episode. Have you ever heard this question like, uh, could you explain me how this machine works? Hmm? I guess yes, a few times, similar situations. And explaining things uh, is something that skill we know naturally, intuitively. But what happens when you have to explain more complex things? Then you might need some skills, extra skills. And today I have the pleasure to introduce an expert in this matter who has also written a book. Lee Lefevre is the co-founder of Common Crafts and author of The Art of Explanation. Since 2007, Common Craft has won numerous awards, created explanations for the world's most respected brands, and created explainer videos that have earned over 50 million online video views. Today, Common Craft produces educational guides, ready-made videos and visuals, that are used by educators in over 50 countries. Lee and his wife, Sachi, are Common Craft's only employees and live in Seattle, where they both love the rain. Hello, Lee. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And waiting for the rain. <laughs> That's right. It's not raining today, but uh, it won't be long. <laughs> yeah, I am. I think you have a lot of uh, rain and this uh, sleet, no, this uh, water, oh, yeah. water is snow. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to Great. to talk with you. I, I already say a few words about what you have been doing, and I'm very curious to hear about about more about your beginnings, and especially because I, I read that you you are the first explainer of the YouTube era. Actually, I don't remember wh how was the beginning of the YouTube era. So tell us a bit about that. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I started uh, my career sort of as a, an independent entrepreneur in consulting. Um, and at the time, this was about 2003 was when I started Common Craft. And it was at the dawn of social media. You know, it was a very new thing for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw that there, I really thought that there was going to be a lot of potential in social media. But the problem that I saw was that uh, People were having a hard time understanding it. They, they could name the tools and they could tell you mm. how it works, but they couldn't tell you why it matters or, or they couldn't explain it very well. And I thought that there was an opportunity to help people understand things, not just how to use them, but why they matter, why, why they make sense. And uh, a couple of years later, YouTube uh, came onto the scene. And again, it seemed like a, a, a service that was going to be very big. So it was this combination of thinking about explaining things for people that needed help with technology and the emergence of YouTube uh, created a situation where we decided to start making these short animated videos that took things like RSS and wikis and blogs and social networking and social media. And made, we made these three-minute videos that were uh, – used paper cutouts on a whiteboard and they were they went under, at the time under the title in plain english so mm. rss in plain english was the first uh -huh. video we made and uh 
to our surprise, it, they were viral hits in 2007 and really just catapulted, catapulted us into a, a whole world that uh, we didn't expect uh, or predict <laughs> in terms of suddenly being known as video producers. And not only that, but it, the producers of explainer videos, which weren't really a thing mm-hmm. in the sort of online world uh, until that, that moment, really. Uh, so since then, we've been making videos like that. Our gr- library has g- grown to be uh, 92 videos that are our that are our property. They're our, our original videos, um, and that's really what our business is based on. It's those videos, and then the the visuals that appear in those videos are something that we also license through through Common Craft. Um, Common Craft today is really a membership service, so people become a member of Common Craft to use our videos and visuals. Uh huh. Okay, so you said um, you said like an example I ever says in plain English. That was the uh, mm-hmm. so this series of how many did you have of these uh, these videos? We uh, started off doing about one video per month for the first few years, and that's really continued. Um, the the in plain English videos went on for about a year, uh, but we we stopped using that that title in plain English and changed to uh, explained by common craft mm-hmm. uh, as our sort of subtitle, but uh, the same videos with the same sort of uh, perspective of, of really going for explanation and, and, and understanding has been our intent for making the videos uh, all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that comes to my mind is also some, you already had some, illustration or drawing skills because that would be required to do some also effective uh, video <laughs> that type of videos anyway um yeah i've always enjoyed drawing and i i took art class in high school and things but i've never really had any formal training mm-hmm. um but thankfully our visuals are very simple they're mm-hmm. not uh <laughs> they don't take a whole lot of skill but over time we were able to develop a, a look and feel mm-hmm. excuse me that's now now sort of what we call common craft style mm mm-hmm. And people kind of uh, can can tell what's what's a common craft visual now. Oh, nice! So you kind of learn the the solid skills on the way of doing this. This, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, that was very much a part of our evolution. Was we, uh, you know, started making the videos without any any professional equipment. Uh, the the first videos were very uh, low low quality uh, in terms of the production mm. and we always we evolved over time and we always asked we would make a video and then look at it and say what is the worst part about this mm-hmm. and then we'd say okay the sound is the worst part let's fix the sound and so we would do research and find a better microphone and a better setup and then we would look at it and say oh the color is bad or the editing or the whatever it is and over time we just slowly solved problems as they needed to be solved and eventually kind of ended up with a very customized highly tuned uh way to do do our work mm-hmm. the evolution and how things led to the art of the the art of explanation your book yeah um you know i think that uh being known as you know some some of the first kind of explainers and really being known for promoting this idea of explanation as a skill, um, we wanted to sort of take that a step further and kind of establish ourselves as the leaders of kind of this movement. And and writing a book about a subject is a great way to do that. And uh, thankfully, um, 
our publisher, which is John Wiley and Sons, uh, someone approached us from Wiley and and said, hey, are you interested in writing a book? And uh, things kind of fell into place from there. We were interested and they were interested and things moved pretty quickly. And that book came out in 2012. Well, if if Wiley already approached you, well, means that you already had a great great reputation and a lot of uh, uh, great results, great videos already. Well, I think we were very fortunate. <laughs> uh, I think they were on, they were on the lookout for business books, and uh, I think the timing worked out really well. Yeah, timing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, awesome. And going, um, tell us. Well, tell us a bit about uh, this book. Overall, the the main um, the main ideas or main principles. Could you tell us? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the big idea is that explanation is a skill, mm-hmm. and it's something that you do so often that you don't often recognize it as something you can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the beginning, I, I sort of. T- talk about an analogy of, of running. If, if anyone who runs as a sport or a hobby, um, you know, there, there is a right way to run. And uh, most people think, oh, running is just running. You know, that there's, you know, we just do it naturally. But it turns out if you, if you run in the correct form, you can go for longer and you can stay healthy and all these things. And I think that explanation and communication is like that. You do it all the time. But if you take a step back, and look at it as something that you can improve, then a little bit of improvement can go a long way. Um, and the book is uh, divided into three parts. Um, it's like plan, prepare, perform. And pl- I think that uh, in a lot of cases, when your goal is to make something clear for your audience, um, it takes some planning. It takes some thinking about your audience. It takes some empathy and imagining what's going on in their head and in their world so that you can make sure that your communication is actually designed for them. And, and that takes some some planning. Um, one of the big ideas that I often discuss um, is the idea of the curse of knowledge. Mm. And the idea of the curse of knowledge is that um, the more you know about a subject, the harder it is to imagine what it's like not to know. Mm-hmm. And that that curses you, and it prevents you from <laughs> being able to make accurate assumptions about your audience. And it's something that we all have. I have it. You have it. It's just a part of being human that our brains work that way. That you know, when when a, when a, we start to become very familiar with a subject, and then we assume that other people are familiar too, and that becomes one of the biggest problems in explanation is the curse of knowledge. Well, and, and what to do with the curse of knowledge? Uh, like how do you, you how do you uh, counteract it? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. I mean, the bit, part of the big thing is awareness of of knowing and expecting that your brain is trying to fool you into thinking that everybody thinks like you do, and and being aware that it, that people have a different perspective is a big part of it. Um, but I think that taking the time to actually know your audience. If if you are in a situation where you're making a video or you're doing a presentation or you're speaking, the more you can know about your audience, the more you can control for the curse of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting with, with the audience in mind. And, yeah, yeah, yep. that's a big thing. I think the, a lot of the problems that people experience, like it, most people have sat in a presentation before and had it go over their head where it just was not something that they could understand. And I think people sometimes blame themselves. And I think that's actually not often the problem. It's often mm-hmm. that the speaker did not take the time and do the planning that it took to actually design a presentation or a talk 
to actually fit with the audience. Mm -hmm. And so the art of explanation is came from your experience uh, doing explainer videos, but it goes beyond videos. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Our, our, our goal with the book was to take the things that we had learned in making videos for years and sort of distill them down into uh, some strategies and tips and perspectives that apply in any situation. And who, being a bit more specific, um, uh, what kind of people uh, have benefited the most with the art of explanation? Um, I, I, we've heard a lot from people who are uh, in the education world. Uh, so that might be teachers, professors, instructors, trainers, Uh, but also people in technical fields, uh, engineers, I think, uh, people who are often have the curse of knowledge the most or <laughs> suffer, the, suffer yes. the most from the curse of knowledge. Uh, you know, engineers, scientists, uh, often lawyers, um, you know, people, if you think about the people who, whose job it is to both deal in very uh, complex or complicated mm -hmm. fields, but also have a need to communicate things about that field to, to the layperson. I think that's really kind of where a lot of the explanation skills come into play. Mm -hmm. uh, could you give us, for instance, some, some example? You have, um, I know you have uh, work, uh, have done these explained videos for some um, like big companies or well-known um, institution of people. Could you give some examples? Or? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the, the, well, starting very early, the, the second video custom video that we ever made was that explained uh, Google Docs. And uh, you can, it's still on YouTube. It has like 4 million views or something on YouTube wow. now. But that was made in 2007. It's a very early mm -hmm. example of our work. I think if you look for Google Docs in plain English, uh, uh -huh. you can find that on YouTube. Um, we also, the, the video that we're known most for is uh, a video that was on the front page of Dropbox.com for three years. Um, that was a Common Craft video that like it was, literally nothing else on the page except for uh, sign up and then our video. It was a very simple page, but that, that video was viewed over 30 million times uh, as Dropbox grew up to being you know, 100 million users. Um, so a lot of people saw that video and, and knew Common Craft from that. Um, uh, another video that was not one that we were hired to make, we, mm -hmm. we made a video that explained Twitter, called Twitter uh -huh. in Plain English. And... Uh, Once we had the video made, I talked to uh, Biz Stone, one of the co-founders of Twitter, and made a handshake deal with him that if uh, that they could use the video as long as they linked to Common Craft from the video from where the video was displayed, and uh, that happened. And so for uh, about a year in 2008. Um, There was a button on the front page of Twitter that said, watch a video. And when you clicked on it, a window popped up that had our video. And then, uh, you know, thanks to our friends at Common Craft. And that was, uh, again, a lot of visibility for Common Craft from that. So that was viewed 10 million times uh, just from the Twitter front page, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to watch these videos. If they are still available on YouTube or somewhere, I will put them also on the, on the show notes. Yeah, Twitter. The Twitter one definitely is on uh, is on YouTube. The the player that that Twitter used on their website um, was not a YouTube player, so those mm -hmm. the video views don't match. But uh, that was on a service mm -hmm. called Dot Sub, which does uh, makes it easy for people to contribute subtitles. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, so that we don't really do a lot of custom work anymore. Our business kind of uh, we well we we kind of made the made it a goal to do licensing and, mm-hmm. and try to make video a product versus a service. Um, so that's kind of been what we've done since working with those companies. So more people can uh, benefit with uh, your knowledge and um, techniques you already have. Yeah, well, we like we we consider ourselves educators. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be marketers, um, mm-hmm. and that's a really fundamental thing for us. So that's why we make videos now that we license to to tr- to educators. Mm-hmm. Tell tell us a bit more about this uh, your work uh, with with education. So examples of how um, the the art of explanation is is doing a great job in some specific uh, uh, projects. Um, yeah do you mean like uh the how how people use our videos that are in our library uh how how in in education i mean in let's say in, in schools or i don't know yeah school. yeah this sure um yeah so uh you know teachers um are starting to integrate technology a lot more into their classrooms mm-hmm. so they have computers they have screens that they can display they can project things uh, onto the onto a screen also there's learning management systems and sort of uh systems for sharing things and um teachers are starting to use videos a lot more mm. uh to teach uh a lesson they might start the lesson by playing a video mm-hmm. that gets the students on the same page yeah where everybody can see, okay, these are the basics, and then they play a three-minute video, like a Common Craft video, and then they do their lesson. And and what that does is that it explains the big picture so that when the teacher moves into their lesson, there's context and there's a foundation that they can build upon. And what a lot of teachers find is that these three-minute videos save them a lot of time because otherwise they would have to try to figure out how to explain these things. Um, And that might take a day to do, or uh, if they can find a good video that distills that message down, then it helps them save time. and a lot of our well, our biggest focus has been technology, but we do a lot of other things, a lot of other videos too. Our, our big focus lately has been uh, like research and study skills. So it's things like how to how to write a research paper, um, you mm-hmm. know, how to what are, what's the difference between primary and secondary sources in research. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, f- the, you know, there's there's the, the kind of goes how to do citations. They're really the basics of schoolwork in a lot of ways that sometimes students want something more than just instructions. They want to see like, why does this matter? Mm. Why should I care about this? And that's really what we do. And who has done these these videos? Uh, you, uh, your team or or some of your customers? Um, no, it's just us. It's just uh, me and Sachi. We do uh-huh. everything. So there is a huge library of uh, a lot of things explained. Mm-hmm. And also, but also, for instance, if one uh, one teacher in some school wants to create their own video, mm-hmm. that's also what you help. We do, yeah. So um, there there are a lot of teachers who are doing what they call common craft style videos with students, which don't use anything that we provide them. They just they just use the basic concept that mm-hmm. we developed, which was the paper cutouts on a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we love to see that. I, I love to see students inspired by our work. But uh, there are a lot of people who also want to use Common Craft cutouts, and that's the our brand of visuals. Um, so we do encourage people to use our cutouts to make videos and to put in presentations. And it's uh, probably not the best comparison, but we it's kind of like our own brand of clip art. <laughs> um, and uh, members of Common Craft have access to a library of, uh, you know, I think right now it's over 2,700 uh, cutouts that are that all match and can all be used to make a presentation that has any visuals that you need. Um, uh, so that's a part of our business too, is licensing our visuals. All right, got it, got it. Mom, mom. <laughs> pretty interesting what you other been doing. One element actually we haven't uh, talked yet is. So you have done the, um, uh, like creating the message behind preparation. Then uh, you mentioned in the, the visual elements. And what about the, the voice? Is there always a voice or? Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm the, I'm the voice of Common Craft. I, I kind of do, in the process, I do most of the creative side. And so uh, it's very collaborative with Sachi and I. Um, but I take the first step. So I write the script, I do the visuals, uh, but then she takes over and really makes it work. Like uh, I kind of do the first step. How, how do some people say it? Like uh, there's a couple of analogies of like, you know, um, you know, I, I use a chisel and she uses sandpaper um, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to say it, but um, uh, we have two, two, two different roles, but uh, we do it all together. Okay, well, pretty, pretty interesting. And is it a rule that every explainer video should have a voice or should be like putting uh, text, moving text plus, plus music in the background? What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, Common Craft style developed uh, into its own thing without us having a lot of very specific rules. We just tried to make the videos match. Um, mm -hmm. But we, we personally don't use music. That's never been something that we mm -hmm. do. Um, and part of that is music introduces a whole set of decision-making and time-consuming mm. things about what music is right, yeah. how do we license it. And mm. you know, if you just don't use music, then you don't have to think about those things, mm. um, which I think is there's uh, – we, like, we like being lightweight um, in that way. Um, I do think that there are a lot of great explainer videos that do – Uh, that don't use voice, that mm. use words that appear on the screen. Yes. And I think, for one, it's more accessible. People who are hearing impaired can use those videos. But I think part of it is technology that, you know, Facebook, excuse me, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, doesn't always play sound with videos. People don't aren't always in a situation where they can listen to a video. Mm. So I think videos that use Um, lots of words on the screen, I think, uh, actually might be more becoming more popular because they're much easier to 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 watch and to to get information from without sound. Mm -hmm. Lee, could you now share with us uh, what is your favorite quotation? Sure. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of um, a physicist named Richard Feynman. I'm sure many people know about Richard Feynman. Uh, he's kind of known as the great explainer. He's a really interesting guy. Uh, he's very accomplished. He, he's, he, he passed away. But one of his quotes that I like is, um, the first principle is that you must not fool yourself. 
because you are the easiest person to fool. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that relates to the curse of knowledge. Mm. And how you know your your brain and your you know you want to think that everybody thinks like you do, but you often fool yourself, and and that makes communication hard. And uh, that's one of the things one of one of the quotes that I like a lot. Yeah, don't fool yourself. <laughs> yeah, nobody will understand you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's so true. That's a great quote. Uh, could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Um, sure. Uh, one of the books that I really like uh, is a book called Made to Stick. Um, it's by a, a two brothers named Chip and Dan Heath. Uh, but it's about how to make ideas stick in people's heads. <laughs> um, it's been around for a while. It might have been around since 2008 or seven or so. But uh, that that book got really got me thinking a lot about common craft and making videos and, and trying to create videos in a way that, that made them memorable for people. Um, so that that's one book that I, I recommend very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I read also. It's a, it's a really good one. Yeah, I absolutely. I agree. Uh, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend doing it daily or weekly, a routine to shine? Yes, um, something that I really recommend. Um, it's very simple. Uh, if if anybody finds themselves in a situation where they are confused about something or they are trying to help someone who is confused, Uh, the best thing you can do is to take take a few moments and sit down and write write down what you're thinking. Write write and try and pretend you're writing a letter to a person that says, "Dear so and so, um, I'm going to explain this to you the best way that I can." And then it is the act of writing, just that act of writing, that will start to illuminate all kinds of things about that subject. It will show you what you do know and what you don't know. And, and once you can divide things in what you do and don't know, then you can look at the things you don't know and start to fill in those gaps. Um, but writing is really where that happens. It's a very simple way to take something complex and make it easier to understand is, is writing, it, writing down what you know about it and then using that as a jumping off point for learning more and trying to figure out better ways to, to explain it. It's, it's really magical. And you said that when you are confused, so you are... So when you are not sure how to explain something, that's a starting point. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. um, it can. It could also be if you are someone who is trying to help someone else mm -hmm. understand something. Yes. By writing it down, you can find a better way to explain it to them. Um, this this is actually the ba the the basic idea he, idea here uh, can be known often as the Feynman method, which goes back to Richard Feynman mm -hmm. and. Uh, His method is very simple for understanding something, and it's kind of this thing where you uh, you look at the material you're learning, and then you write down everything you know about it, and then until you get to a point where you can't write anymore, you can't you, you reach a point where you don't understand enough to keep writing. At that point, you go back to the material and learn more until you can keep writing, um, and that's really kind of a basic idea. Okay, well, sounds like a very good exercise when someone is really stuck to trying to explain one idea. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for this piece of advice and everything, sharing all your stories. Very, very interesting and fascinating. 
Thanks a lot for that, uh, Lee. Could you finally tell us how uh, listeners can learn more about your projects, about you? What are the best ways? Sure. Uh, the home of our work is commoncraft.com. Uh, with the, with a C, commoncraft.com. And um, we also do online courses called the Explainer Academy that teaches explanation. Uh, and I am uh, my name, Lee Lefevre, on most services like Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So this Explainer Academy is like um, you give course ab about... Uh How about explaining, similar to the topic of the book? That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's two courses at the Explainer Academy. Uh, one is called the Explanation Master Course, which is some similar ideas to the course, but mm -hmm. taken a step further. Mm -hmm. The other course is called the Media Maker Course, and it's about making uh, Common Craft-style videos, uh, doing animations, storyboards, scripts, uh, the whole process. Wow, sounds excellent. Excellent. Uh, wow. Well. You know, there are many ways to find uh, Lee and all the projects, so I'll put everything on the show notes. So thanks a lot again, uh, Lee, and all the best. Great. Thanks for having me, Oscar. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time... 